Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. TGIF, buddies. It's another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And joining me today is the magical Steve Spade. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, man. How are you getting on? Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for sticking with us during all the time changes and everything. For sure, for sure. We have to work around these things. Exactly. So you're a magician, which is why I brought you on the show. Um, what got you into magic to start? Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a kind of a roller coaster. Um, I was always into magic. I mean, as a kid, it was like a hobby thing, definitely. Um, my uncle was a magician. He he was a doctor, but he uh, he he did some magic. And early on in his career, um, when he was trained to be a doctor, he used to be a kids magician and did did magic and did magic with his patients to kind of you know, kind of, kind of grease the wheels a little bit and make it a bit easier to, I guess, perform uh, and things like that. And then when he was learning, he always mixed his magic with it. So anytime I met him, he always had a magic trick in his pocket. And from an early age, I just saw that kind of reaction that people were, were getting and everyone would gravitate towards, um, t- you know, towards him and stuff like that and watch what he was doing. And it de- definitely just got blown away with it. And then I remember like being kind of five or six, I'm the youngest of my family. And my brother would be watching like David Copperfield and things on TV um and you know the interest then was there and i used to like hassle my parents to go to like the grocery store and get me like cardboard boxes to see could i make up a box illusion and then try to shove one of my sisters into it so yeah it, it was it was always uh it was all that was that kind of trial and error kind of hobby thing that became a career nice nice yeah. so now what's your inspiration to keep going through all that's going on today you know what inspires you to just keep going and keep doing magic I think I think a lot of people have to adapt these days. You know, I think people are adapting going online or they're or they're they're branching out doing other stuff. I was kind of lucky just before the pandemic, I started doing a lot of TV and movie consultancy. So I've been doing a lot more of that, um, which means I can do research and work with actors and stuff online and things, which is which is great. Um, so yeah, I mean, but it, it's just I think you know David Blaine said it best. You know, you, you don't get into magic; that magic gets into you. And I think you once you're in, it's a rabbit hole. There's there's no way out um so you you have to keep kind of reinventing yourself and doing different things and developing kind of new skill sets to, to kind of move with the times but that's what keeps it interesting too you know it's like it's like when you're meeting different people you might be performing this similar type magic but you're meeting new people so it becomes like a new a new experience every time nice now earlier you mentioned david copperfield uh, all that who else are some of your magician role models well, definitely Houdini. I'm big into escapes. I remember seeing the Tony Curtis Houdini movie very early on uh, with my dad, and just being like, captivated with the kind of the danger side of the the, the magic and the, the kind of more stuntman type um, feel to it. Um, and I suppose that's what kind of like with people like um, you know seeing that at, at an early age, and then already having the interest in magic. And I always kind of knew I used to play guitar and bands and stuff like that i've always had more of a kind of a, a kind of a rock thing anyway so i knew that the perfect fit for my magic was more the escapes and the stunts and things like that nice nice now most every magician that i've met has got them do you have any funny per- stories from performing like 
crowd interactions or just stories that you just look back at and laugh at? Yeah, there, there was one. We we um well, there's, there's lots. I mean, we, you know, if if you like to say, especially in the in the stunt game and the escape game, because when when you have uh, you know an incident or something where it usually happens in training, thank God. But um, I remember when I did my first underwater box escape, um, where I was like nailed into a box. Uh, just just it wasn't the being chained up and put in the box or being put in the water or anything like that. It was just getting over like physically getting over being nailed in and hearing the nails go in and kind of telling your 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 you know your your subconscious that you know this is fine you know this is this is normal um was was just one of those things and i remember freaking out and not really a panic attack but i remember having to kind of pause training a couple of times to to kind of get over that that was definitely and i remember the whole crew and everyone at the time which were like my family and and friends and stuff at the time because very early in my career they were just laughing at me they were like you're, you know you're freaking out about being nailed in a box but you're not freaking out about being chained up and thrown in the river uh <laughs> you know it was just like <laughs> it's a, it was one of those ones but um yeah there, there's always there's always mishaps on on stage and and little things like that you just have to kind of be around them i did um i remember doing a, a very early on in my career as well about 1920 uh, no i was 19 um i did a, a straitjacket escape for a, a charity and when i was doing the escape my thumb got caught in one of the the loops as i was getting my arm out and when i came back around my thumb had dislocated and popped out so um, I finished doing the stunt and got out in time and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, when when you do something well, especially in Ireland, uh, people just want to run up to you and shake your hand. But my hand was starting to swell out, so I'm there with my hand totally bust, and uh, everyone wants to shake your hand and say congratulations. And I remember literally as as it was ending, uh, everyone had done their you know you, you did a great job kind of thing. This one woman noticed that my hand was all sweating. She went to a store, got me an ice pack. I still don't know who the woman is to this day. She literally just handed it to me with her kid, like terrified looking because my hand was like, like that. Um, so, yeah, there's always, there's always stuff. I've, I've, I've broken bones. I've, I've dislocated shoulders. I've broken fingers and all sorts, you know, but that's all part of the, uh, the escape stuff, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So our mascot nugget here wants to know, how did you learn to hold your breath for so long? Yeah, great question. Um, so maybe maybe uh, they're they're planning on doing a, a stunt or something as well. Definitely, um, go to the right people. I went to some people that did free diving, um, and then some some people that work with the Marines here in Ireland as well, and the Coast Guard. So I did some training with them, um, for a couple of months, and just just and just just practice, just kind of kept kept at it. It's it, it is hard. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something that I would kind of dive back into. You know, no pun intended, but. It is a difficult thing. You have to really be dedicated to it. It's a. It can be a long process. But I mean, obviously, learning from the best people. There's obviously lots of books and and different things on it as well. Um, but I think if you can get some hands-on training from somebody that does free diving or, or something like that, they will really really stand to you. Beautiful, beautiful. So you mentioned escape magic. What else is your favorite type of magic? Like, what else are some of your favorite types of magic? Yeah, so I do a lot of close-up magic and a lot of stage magic. I'm I'm a real mixed bag in that way. I've I've done mentalism and hypnosis and illusion and close-up Ooh. magic and escapology. So it's a real it's a real mixed bag. I suppose being influenced by Copperfield, I've always wanted to do that kind of the master magician type thing where you're you know you you develop all the the different kind of assets of it and you, and then you fuse it together and because you, you you kind of just look at Copperfield, he's done it all as well. You know the escapes, the mentalism, and, and everything else. So I've always just wanted to be that kind of People kind of question, what are you? Are you a magician? Are you a mentalist? Are you an escape artist or whatever? Um, but I think I'm more known for the escapes because they've gathered uh, a lot of publicity over the years. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. So now, do you have any upcoming shows that you can promote, or has the pandemic just put a nail in those for now? Yeah, for sure. What well, the government at the moment are here in Ireland are, are kind of deciding what the best way forward is. Um, the UK has opened up and there is live shows and, and concert theatres and things like that starting there. So I think it's going to happen in the near, near future, you know, I think by October time. Um, a lot of plans for 2022. Um, there's tours and shows and all stuff. Um, and then there's a lot of productions that I would have been involved with that have been knocked on the head, some TV. Um, but currently I'm actually working um, for a movie can't name the movie, unfortunately, but um, but I, I can let you know uh, later into production. Um, but I'm their their magic consultant on that, so so that's nice. fun. And I will be on the set in the next like three weeks or so. So nice, nice, yeah, definitely. When you can reveal all your secrets for that, definitely come back on and tell us about it. Devin, you know it's an exciting one. I, I worked with um with Vikings, the TV show before, and I worked on a show uh, called Foundation, which is a, a show on Apple TV, a science fiction show. Where to teach an actress how to do some like coin rolls and 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 some like that, um, and things like that. But uh, but yeah, this is a this is like a feature film, and they, there's a couple of scenes where they need uh, some magic touches. So I got the call. Nice, nice. So you have worked in the entertainment industry, like the television and movies and all that. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to be a resident magician on RT, which is like the national broadcaster here. It was like a, a talk show called The Daily Show. Um, so I was on that every second week um, for nearly a year. And they'd have different accent and different, you know, guests and things like that. So I'd have to perform a piece of magic. So if they had a, a journalist in, I'd do something with a newspaper. If they had an author in, I'd do something with a book and vice versa, you know. So so no matter who they had, I had to kind of tailor make my magic for, for the guests. So, you know, it was a great learning curve. I remember at the time it was a it was a challenge because, you know, it was very, very TV is very it's like that. You know, you have to kind of just deliver quickly. There's no. There's not a lot of time sometimes to do live TV in, on your terms. It's more on their terms. So it definitely pushes you into the, the deep end and makes you work a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm so glad to hear that you've been in the in the industry, you know, something like that. I've met someone who actually has worked for um, the movie. Now you see me. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. And that's very fascinating, especially as a comm major. So another yeah. question from our favorite little mascot over here who is kind of resting at the moment. Can you make my master's student loans disappear so he can buy me more treats? <laughs> I wish I could, man. I wish I could. Especially especially with the pandemic. I think everyone could do with knocking loans and things on, on the head for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I wish I could. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let <laughs> me know how you do it. I will. Yep. So I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask all of my buddies that come on the show. Sure. The first one is in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? To be there for them, I guess, you know, to be, you're, you're the guy that can, you can take the call at any time, morning, noon or night. Um, and just, just to have their back, you know, to be, there was a, recently I, I was talking to a very close friend of mine and I was like, no, I, I'm going to do this thing. It's a really good idea. And he kind of made me look at it and kind of go, you know, that's not really going to benefit you at all. And I think being a real buddy was just being really honest at that moment. And it really kind of went, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's actually right. So I think that I think that I think putting putting your, your friend or your buddy's um, kind of best interest, uh, you know, before your own or whatever else. Beautiful. Love it. Now, part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Um, I've done a lot of stuff with the Crumlin Children's Hospital in Ireland. Um, so we used to, pre-pandemic, we used to go every Christmas 
and me and some um, some TV celebrities and sporting stars and stuff like that, we'd go and we'd go around to different wards and perform for the kids and the nurses and the doctors and the parents. Um, so that's that's definitely a charity close to my heart. I've, I've done that for the last few years. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be definitely one. Any, anything with that, you know, anything with like a, a, a children's charity or or cancer for children's charities or anything like that, you know, have been things that I've done a lot of work for over the years. So definitely one of those. Love it. Love it. You always got to respect people who love children's hospitals, you know, especially ones that actually do something with it. Not just, yeah, let's just donate to this one. But, hey, this one's close to my heart. This one I love, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a great hospital and they've done great stuff. And even my my, um, my sister closest to me, um, she's a lot older than me, but she um, she was actually at that hospital when, when she was a child herself. So it's, it's very close to our family. So when I got the call, you know, years ago now, nearly nine, nine, ten years ago to do it the very first time, of course, I said yes. And it's like it's like anything. Then once you say yes, once you're there every year. So we, we've, we've, we've had great times doing it. And it always gathers a lot of, um, you know, attention as well. So it's, it's great. And it draws people into the, to the hospital and more people then, you know, will are more likely to, you know, raise money for them and things because there's more awareness. Beautiful. Now, buddy, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? Go for it. For anyone out there who wants to be a magician, what is your advice to them? I know it's a big cliche, but just dive into the books. The books are really where it at. I mean, I know you can download magic now and you can go to these great websites and, and there's loads of them. And, and we even have one in Ireland ourselves called Deceive Reality, which is the name of our podcast. Myself and a friend of mine, Dave Peace, uh, we run that. And, um, you know, you can download magic there. But I think if you're really going to be a magician and you're going to take it seriously and it's not just a, you know, a kind of a, a kind of a hobby or you've gone past the hobby stage, maybe um, I'd say dig into the old books, you know, find if you're into mentalism, you know, 13 steps. If you're into escapology, just read up on Houdini and how he kind of like kind of marketed himself and developed his, his career and his persona and all that kind of stuff. And all those things will stand to you. And and even even not just magic, but I mean, I watch a lot of like documentaries and on different artists and different performers and bands and all sorts of that and all those little things there's nuggets of information everywhere so i think you don't have to just read magic books to be a good magician i remember speaking to michael amar and he was saying you know if you're into music or if you're into whatever try to fuse that with your magic and you're going to be a better performer for it so whatever makes you you is what you should mix with your magic love it make your magic unique and study yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to put the work in, you know, especially if you want to be an escape artist, you you do have to. It's just one of those things you just kind of can't phone in or fake. You've got to learn how to pick locks. Just just you might not have to use it for the certain effect you're doing, but it's nice to know that it's there as a as a safety blanket just in case you need it. Love it. Love it. Well, buddy, thank you so much for stopping here on BuddyCast. It was a pleasure to meet you and yep. I wish you the best of luck with all your adventures. Absolutely, man. And, you know, people always go, you know, just do a quick trick kind of a thing. One of my yeah. go-to ones has always been this. I've absolutely loved it forever. Yeah. Just that. Wow. Always loved it. It's such a, it's such a classic uh, Garrett Thomas rings thing. It's just it's just incredible. And obviously to fuse it in with loads of different, uh, different routining is, is always good. But it's just one of those ones that catches people. Uh, and obviously I would have, I'm not, I'm not at home at the moment, but I would have, uh, I would have performed something a bit more, uh, a, a bit more <laughs> elaborate. Uh, there you go. Hey, we always love a good trick at the end, you know. For my next trick, or for my final trick, you know. Yeah, vanish. Exactly. <laughs> well, buddy, <laughs> thanks again for everything. And I have one favor to ask you before we end the show. Of course. 
Go be someone's buddy today. I will, man. You too. All right. For all my buddies out there, this is magician Steve Spade. Please check out his magic. You won't regret it. And we'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite podcast, BuddyCast. Thanks, well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't be lonely, go make it, buddy. Here on BuddyCast. Hey, buddies. You're thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.